Will you bow your heads in prayer with me? God, we are grateful for this day. We are grateful for Brady. God, we ask that you would continue to bless him as he grows up in this church. God, for all who are present here, may you open our eyes so that we can hear your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Uh, this morning is a special day for us in the life of our church. Uh, we are um, celebrating what we call a Consecration Sunday. For those who are guests here, uh, we, uh, we've been walking through a sermon series about stewardship of money. How is it that we need to respond to God? Um, and each week we've looked at different scriptures uh, to see what does God say as to how we need to understand money that we have. How do we understand our financial resources? Um, and today is what we call a consecration Sunday where we, for those who call Mount Hope their church, uh, we have uh, mailed uh, pledge cards out. They're also in your bulletin as well. Uh, towards the end of the service, uh, we're going to invite you to place this card um, in this box up here. Uh, this is something that we do. Uh, it is part of a tradition uh, that goes back uh, centuries. How many of you know Billy Graham? Ever heard of him? Pretty big guy. All right, okay. Uh, one of the things that Billy Graham used to do is to, he used to call people to come forward, uh, to come forward uh, as a sign of responding to God's word. Uh, so today, uh, in that, what Billy Graham was doing was not something new. This was being done all through the Old Testament history. Anytime people came to worship God in the temple, they would come forward to the altar and they would bring their gifts. So this morning, I want to invite us to bring our gifts uh, to God uh, as a token of our gratitude for all that is that God has provided for us. Again, if you do not call Mount Hope your home, you don't have to fill this card. Uh, uh, you don't have to feel obligated to give this uh, give this uh, offering to this church. Uh, this is, uh, but we do invite you to come and listen and be part of this conversation that we are having with regards uh, to money. <clears throat> And for some of us, uh, coming forward uh, seems like a little bit uh, out of our comfort zone, but we try to push ourselves and come forward. And for others, we are terrified to do that. And you're saying, Pastor, why? Why would you make me do this? For those who are feeling that way, don't worry. Uh, you can still be part uh, and you can still give your pledge card uh, to the church. We're going to be taking an offering after the sermon is done. Uh, and during that time, you can place your pledge card uh, in that as well. Uh, and again, we give to God as a token of our gratitude uh, for all that God has given to us. You can place this in your offering uh, plate as well. And when you come forward with your pledge card uh, as an offering, I want you to place your pledge card in this box, and I want you to kind of pan out a little bit up in the altar, and I want to, you to offer a prayer. And I would like you to do three things when you offer this prayer. I'd like you to thank God for all the blessings that God has poured in your life. For all the blessings that God has given. This week is Thanksgiving, and this is something that we do. The second that I would like you to do is I want you to give thanks for all the ways Mount Hope has blessed you. Mount Hope Church has ministered you as to how Mount Hope has cared for you. And finally, I want you to pray for those who are not yet part of Mount Hope United Methodist Church, that God 
would bless them. Again, <clears throat> that I hope that you would do that. <clears throat> so this morning, uh, this pledge card is our statement of faith, saying that we trust God with our finances. <clears throat> that is what this pledge card is all about. Generally speaking, generally speaking, we really don't like anyone telling us what to do. Would you agree? Right? When people tell you what to do, uh, we kind of push back a little bit, right? No matter what the subject matter is, like, we just don't like people telling us what to do. Uh, in my past life, I worked as a youth pastor, and I would have some very intense conversations uh, with, um, with the teenagers that I was working with. Uh, and we would, and I would be the person of reason, I would be that person who was just giving pearls of wisdom to these young people. Some of you are laughing that it's true. <laughs> it really was. And when I would say, really, you want to do that? Have you considered X, Y, and Z? It was, just, it was just so beautiful. Like, I wish I wrote them down, you know? It was, thank you, Frank, for laughing. Thank you. <laughs> no one else is. Everyone's taking it seriously. Okay, anyway, thank you. Anyway. No one took it seriously. And these kids that I was working with, one of the things that they would do all the time to me is this. They would do this. Have you ever gotten this treatment before? You know what that means? Talk to the, talk to the hand, right? Talk to the hand. They didn't say, thank you, Pastor Johnson. That was so insightful. I'm going to pray today. I'm going to confess my sins. No, they would just be like, nah, mm -mm, just talk to the hand, whatever, right? Like that's how most of my conversations ended with these uh, teens that I was working with. Whatever, whatever. But the same kids who didn't want to take my suggestions, this was several years ago, uh, would come to me when they discovered a new artist or a new um, album. And I would talk to them as to how they discovered this person. And they were like, Pastor Johnson, let me tell you about this guy. This guy is awesome. And I said to them, I was like, how did you find them? Like, you know, obviously not, not a lot of people know, but you know. How do you know? He's like, oh, I, I, I listened to it on Pandora. So Pandora is an internet radio. And you can put in a genre of music or you can put in an artist. And they pretty much generate a bunch of musicians that you might like. Right? Here, they don't like taking suggestions from me, but they're fine with taking suggestions from Pandora. Right? right? Like, what, what is that? What is that all about? Another thing that we don't like to do is we don't like, we don't like to be held accountable. We don't like to be held accountable to what we do. We just don't. About eight years ago, um, or even more than that, um, I, uh, my father-in-law and I uh, bought a Fitbit at the same time. I think it was like Christmas gifts. I think Kristen was trying to say something to us. But anyway, we both bought this gift. And I didn't quite know what it was when it first came out several years ago. I didn't quite know what the whole thing was about. And I, quite honestly, I thought, you know, I, I had a pretty active lifestyle, you know. I, you know, I felt like I always got my steps in and, you know, everything was good. I didn't quite pay attention to my Fitbit as much as possible. But... <clears throat> And, you know, if I have to be honest, I thought a little bit, a little highly of myself. Um, and one day my father-in-law and I were talking. He's very competitive. He was like, we should become friends on Fitbit. And I, I didn't know what that meant. 
So I said, sure. Apparently, if you become friends on Fitbit, the other person knows how many steps you take. So one day, we were all sitting down together, just, you know, chatting, having a pleasant conversation. My father-in-law goes, man, you don't take any steps. I was like, what do you mean I don't take any steps? He's like, you haven't met your goals at all. You don't have any badges. I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, I can see how many steps you take. And I, so guess what I did? I let my Fitbit die. <laughs> I, we don't like other people telling us what to do. We don't like to be held accountable. We think that we are all that. This morning, friends, I want to use this, uh, <laughs> this pledge card as a way to hold yourself accountable. This is your commitment between you and God. This is not between anybody else. This is a way for us to hold accountable, to say, God, we are thankful. We are thankful for all that you have given us. And in response to your goodness in our lives, we give to you back. That is what this pledge card is about. And this morning, if you read the scriptures, I think the prophet is telling us a couple of things to do. As I said earlier, we don't like to be told, but here is prophet talking to us. Towards the end of the book of Habakkuk, this is where the prophet lifts up. Though the fig tree does not, but and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. The sovereign God is my strength. He makes my feet like a feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on heights. Hear these powerful words from the prophet. The prophet is saying, yet I will rejoice. Yet we will rejoice. I think the prophet is challenging us and telling us what to do this morning. He's urging us to rejoice always. No matter what the context is, that we will rejoice. No matter what our circumstances are, that we will rejoice. When I read this text, I'm reminded of Paul in Philippians chapter 4. This is what Paul says, rejoice in the Lord and always rejoice. Again, I say to you, rejoice. We are encouraged to rejoice in the Lord always. The prophet is telling us, yet I will rejoice I think Paul was borrowing this language from Habakkuk when he wrote Philippians chapter 4. Yet I will rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say to you, rejoice. When you look at Paul's life, when you look at Paul's life as to what Paul was going through, Paul was facing a lot of challenges. He was not rejoicing and he's telling us to rejoice when things are going well. But rather, Paul, right now, in his own church, people are criticizing him. People are actually talking bad about him in the church that he started. That's from within. On the outside, he's being persecuted for his faith. Paul, when he's writing this letter, these words, he is imprisoned. He is in prison, and moreover, Paul is aware 
that in a couple of years he's going to die. That in a couple of years or weeks or months he's going to die. His end is near and yet I will rejoice is what Paul is telling us. When you look at Paul's life from a different perspective, there is not a whole lot to rejoice, but yet Paul tells us to rejoice. The definition of joy or rejoice is celebrating the salvation that comes from the Lord. Habakkuk is urging the reader or you and me this morning, don't forget every day of your life, rejoice in your salvation. Friends, we are saved. We believe that we are saved, that we are saved from sin. We have given eternal life and the scriptures are telling us to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Habakkuk is not telling us to forget, <clears throat> not to forget and be joyful to us this morning. Be joyful knowing that God saved your life, that God saved your life from sin and he rescued it. Church, are you willing to be joyful today? Joyful, being joyful is not wearing a fake smile and walking around and saying everything is wonderful and beautiful. But being joyful means acknowledging that God is my savior. Constantly celebrating the relationship that we share in Christ. That is what being joyful means. When we begin to be joyful, we celebrate God's relationship with us. Despite what the circumstances are, despite what surrounds you, we still rejoice. We can rise above whatever challenges you have, and we are called to rejoice. Despite the present circumstances, despite anything else that might be going wrong, we are called to rejoice. Here the prophet declares that God is sovereign, meaning that God is in charge of everything and that this God who's in charge of everything is his strength. This morning, when you think about this, when you think about the uncertain future or your financial stability, where do you place your trust? What is your source of strength when you look into the future? Is it your paycheck? Is it the stock market? Is it your pension? Here the prophet is laying out um, some of the options that can go wrong for a culture that is based on agriculture. I, these people, Habakkuk lived in a culture where they had to live uh, off the land, right? And here's a case scenario he puts out. I think he's putting out the worst case scenario. Verse 17, though the fig tree does not bud, though there are no grapes on the vines, though there is no olive crop, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, no cattle in the stalls. I think if we were to read this in our context, this is how it would sound like. Though I lose my job, though I lose all the investment in the stock market, though I lose my pension, though even though I lose the inheritance from my late uncle, I was supposed to be funny, y'all can laugh. Thank you, thank you. Hey, no matter what, right? No matter what, yet I will rejoice. 
What is your source of financial strength and stability this day? Are we solely relying on those aspects and not on God? Can you declare, can we declare, no matter what, my strength and my confidence is from the Lord? Friends, this is not an easy statement to make. I have four kids, and they have a lot of needs. My son is turning into a teenager. He eats every 15 minutes. I'm not making this up, really. I think I might move his bed next to the kitchen table. Right? And God is challenging me today and saying, where is your confidence? God is speaking to me today. God is asking me, is your confidence because you and Kristen have a job? Or is it in the sovereign God that holds everything in this world? This card is an opportunity to hold you accountable and saying, God, we give, we hold you. We trust you with our finances. This pledge card is your statement of faith, saying that, God, we surrender all that we have, knowing that our finances are in your hands. On the first Sunday, as we went through these, uh, this, these sermon series about two weeks ago, we had a young adult. Her name was Nicole. She's a freshman at, at Drexel uh, University, and she came back from college to kind of share with us as to why she gives. And she talked about, um, she talked about the do- value of a dollar, and the question that she posed to each one of us is, what is the value of a dollar? And her point was, it's not what you spend on, but rather have you invested. And she spoke about how she believes that all that she has as a 19-year-old college student is from God and that she is willing to trust God with her finances. This morning, I wanted to invite another young adult to share his story with us as to how God blessed him and his family. I hope as we hear these stories of generosity, that we are spurred to trust God with our finances. Morning. Why do I give financially to God? And specifically, why do I give to Mount Hope Church? Well, in Deuteronomy 16, 17, God says, every man shall give as he is able according to the blessings of the Lord your God. And God has truly blessed me and led me through my life. Here are some of the ways he blessed me. The first blessing I can think of was having two loving parents who loved each other and lovingly raised seven children, of which I was the oldest. When I turned five, my parents moved to Aston. In those days, Mount Hope had a bus ministry. I think there were about five buses that would go out throughout the community and pick up children and bring them to Sunday school. The bus stop for my street was directly in front of my house. I would have to walk straight down my path and the bus stop was right there. So I went to Sunday school with the other kids in the neighborhood. God blessed me by leading me to Mount Hope Church. I attended Sunday school each and every week throughout my elementary school, junior high, and senior high years. But when I went to college, I strayed from the Lord. 
But even though I was not faithful, God was still looking out for me. He led me to a wonderful Christian woman whom I later married and have been married to for going on 50 years now. Another blessing from God. After marriage, (laughs) I know you're clapping for her, but I'll take it too. (laughs) After marriage, we moved back to this area and attended Mount Hope for worship and for Sunday school. Then we had two children who also attended Mount Hope. And in their Sunday school and youth programs, they became Christians also while attending Mount Hope. And God grew us all in our faith here. More blessings from God. Both of our children were led to and married Christian spouses. And we've been blessed with five grandchildren, all of whom are now Christians. God continued his blessings. As I look back on my life, I see many places where God blessed me and my family and helped us in making wise decisions. How can I not give to him accordingly? Then I look at Mount Hope. He's blessed this church for over 200 years of ministry, teaching, and helping others. I'm in awe when I think of how many people probably became Christians right here at this church. How many people were blessed spiritually, financially, or with food or clothing because of Mount Hope Church? And that continues today. Just yesterday, you've probably heard, the Bread of Life Committee handed out food to over 50 families in need so their lives could be just a little bit easier. And our youth went on a mission trip and blessed people in Tennessee whose property was destroyed because of storms. We've all been spiritually blessed by the teachings of our pastors over the years. When God says in Deuteronomy, every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessings of the Lord, your God. I just think to myself, according to the blessings of the Lord, I know he's talking to me. At different times over the years, my wife and I have felt challenged by God in order to, in our giving and in our service. But each and every time that we've stepped up in faith, he's blessed us even more. In the future, we'll continue to trust God and believe in his word, where in Malachi he says, bring the tithe into the storehouse and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. God bless each and every one of you and your families as you continue to support this church and its ministries. Thank you. As the band comes forward at this time, I would like you to, uh, if you've already filled out your uh, pledge card, to hold it in your hand. I want to invite you, uh, push you out of your comfort zone just a little, to come forward uh, and put your pledge at the altar. And as you do that, if you could stand and pray, um, giving thanks to God for all the blessings he has poured on your life, giving thanks to God for the ministries of Mount Hope. 
And finally, praying for those who are not yet part of Mount Hope. Let us worship our God this day. With a grateful heart, give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his son. And now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done. He's given Jesus Christ His Son. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. God, we thank you. We thank you for all the many blessings you have poured on us. God, what can we give you back in return except our gratitude? God, thank you for this church. Thank you for the blessing that we have been to those here in our community and beyond these walls as well. God, we offer ourselves 
to you this day. In your name we pray. Amen.